Hello and welcome to another edition of Bring on the Podcasts. Last week, Derek and I got to recap a really fun game against Kansas, and then this week it's pretty much just the opposite. We're going to be recapping a very sad game against West Virginia. So, uh, welcome, Derek Muller Smith. How you doing? I'm I'm yeah. I've been better. Been yeah. better today. Today's a rough day, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think we'll get through it. It was it was a super rough sports day for me because not only the K State game happened, but then you had Mizzou lost really badly. Fortunately, I don't get the SEC alternate network or whatever, but that wasn't enough. So the sports gods had to give me one more kick in the balls by postponing today's uh, Sporting KC Minnesota game because a couple of Minnesota players tested positive for COVID. So man, being a sports fan in twenty twenty or really anything else sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. Anyway, Kansas State lost very badly, 37-10 to West Virginia. Uh, I think we have to start with the offensive issues. You know, West Virginia's defense is good, but they're not whole good to 10 points good. In fact, they hadn't done yeah. that to any other team yet. Although, you know, to be fair, someone pointed out, I think Puka Williams had a kick return in the final minute to get KU off of 10 points. So that yeah, that was out. garbage time, but still, uh, our offense still, is better than KU's offense. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was bad. So, I don't know. I I think we have to start with Will Howard. And, you know, it wasn't all his fault. I appreciate it. Of course, Chris Kleiman's going to stick up for him. That's good. I'd be upset if he didn't. But, you know, Will had a rough game. Uh, I think, at the very least, we can put to bed the idea that he is better than Skylar Thompson, which I've seen some people floating, or, you know, even that he's at that level yet. And, you know, he shouldn't be. Skylar was a fourth-year starter. And and maybe Will's better in some areas, but Skylar's more versatile and experienced. So, I mean, we, we can put that idea to bed for now, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Will has looked really good in, at times and, and mostly in the second half last week, which, I mean, most most quarterbacks are going to look good in the second half against KU. So, <laughs> yeah. but that's not to say Will's not very good for a, you know, a 19-year-old kid. He's very good, but he's also, he was playing high school football last year at this time. So, it's going to take some time for him to get better. And I think if, you know, if all things are equal next year and Skyler decides to go come back, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback. And I'm not, I don't have a problem with that, but I, you know, it was bound to happen that Will was going to have a really bad game. I was hoping it wouldn't be this week, but I was pretty sure it was going to be this week when I was looking at it <laughs> earlier in the week. I didn't want to say anything, but it just seemed like it was setting up really bad. And then when they came out throwing at the beginning, I yeah, I had this weird dichotomy in my brain where I understood what they were trying to do, but I thought it was a really bad idea anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something um, I think we both agree on. You wrote a, an article about it, especially the, the first three passes to start the game really were infuriating. And then like you alluded to, 11 of 17 passes to start. I mean, just... I mean, how much do you think that affects the offense when they do that and it's not successful? I mean, you know, I don't know a whole lot about football, but as far as like how things, how tones work and and how, you know, the minds of the players work. But I would imagine failing like that, that early, especially three plays into the game, you throw an interception, that's got to have an adverse effect on the offense and, and the whole attitude of the team. And, uh, you know, kudos to the defense for holding up for two drives and keeping West Virginia to three points, especially in goal line situations. But uh, and giving us, you know, multiple opportunities to come back and 
and play. And who knows, you know, we could talk, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but who knows if the refs had made the correct call on that Jackson yeah. catch, how the helped. game would have turned out. I mean, it might've switched the momentum and things would have been a lot closer. I think, I, I don't think we would have won, but it wouldn't be, you know, 37 to 10. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think coming out and just, just completely abandoning your identity, not only on the first drive, but on the second drive as well, and not putting the ball in the hands of your most dynamic offensive player is just, it was just a really bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to talk more about that series at the goal line because, I mean, first of all, they should have scored and they, they did score on the first three downs. But, yeah. you know, the ref said they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then you have fourth and goal at the two. And, I just, I really think that early in the game, I, I think you got to go for that. And then, you know, they even had another chance. They could have gone for it from the one and then still decided to just take the field goal. To me, that that's kind of saying, uh, I, I don't have faith in our offense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The only thing I could think of last night when I was sitting there writing that article is that the coaches, because obviously they know way more about football. They Chris mm-hmm. Clement's forgotten more about football than <laughs> I will ever know. But I would imagine that they had some kind of intel that West Virginia was going to game plan specifically against Deuce and against their running game. And they probably just that intel we'll... being that Deuce was clearly the best player for all. Yeah, season. that would be the smart yeah. move. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but also, did they attempt an up the middle run with Deuce all game? I didn't. I obviously didn't look back yeah. at the film. I don't think they did. I think his his most of his carries were around the end, but yeah, he did have nine nine carries, and I only remember like three of them. So yeah. that's a that's a good interesting point, and it's something. Yeah, I mean, like, like the announcers from the the KU game even talked about that. Like when you look at this guy, you'd expect him to be a just around the end runner, but he he does well up the middle, and then mm-hmm. yeah, they do this. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they did. He had nine carries. I only yeah. remember three of them. Yeah, but he I, probably did. I just. It was pretty obvious that West Virginia was doing a good job of setting the edge and that he wasn't going to be able to get around the end. So, like, I don't know. And, you know, I don't want to disparage Harry Trotter. I really try hard not to do it publicly. <laughs> I He's a wonderful player. I don't ever want to talk bad on players, but I'm getting so tired of him handing him the ball constantly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it almost makes <laughs> you wonder if maybe Deuce's injury is worse than they're letting on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to his credit... Harry Trotter did have a seven-yard carry yesterday, which was the longest <laughs> carry by any K-State player. But, but I mean, he's just not, you know, I think they have two backs on the team that are, you know, better than him. And I just don't, yeah. I do not understand that. Yeah, yeah. And then the other issue, and we see this every week, it seems like, is... You know, Will throws some good passes, and then they're just dropped. I mean, just some really easy seemingly drops we know that's an issue you know it's pointed out we should focus on that more but i mean how do you fix something like that yeah at this point in his career i really wish that that wasn't the case i really wish that he was having you know he had a better wide receiver crew to throw to obviously i don't know anything about how to fix wide receivers yips it seems like it's been an issue going back into snyder and i'm not really sure what to do about that you know, Malik did have finally have a really good catch yesterday, which was nice. I mean, yeah. it was an easy one, but he, he right. caught the ball and uh, scored a touchdown. So I thought maybe that was why in our Slack chat during the game yesterday, that play was where I was like, okay, maybe we can do this. And yeah. then I was like, I got a feeling. And then uh, <laughs> you six and you were like, how's that feeling now? Yeah. 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 So, uh, All right. 
That's a little snarky of me. Yeah. <laughs> you were also way ahead of us on the like you were you were sending yeah, I guess messages so. like true. forty seconds before I saw anything, but it was fine. <laughs> you know, I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah. I actually that one I saw uh Ryan Black's tweet before I saw it on the TV and his tweet mm. was just ball game. And I was like, uh, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> and I should have just turned it off. I thought yeah. about it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. didn't get there in time and yeah, regretted yeah. that decision. Yeah, yesterday was the toughest since I've gone back to just being a fan from having to cover, you know, objectively and watch, you know, horrible games in that six and six season. <laughs> yesterday was the hardest time I've had sitting through a game. Yeah. And uh of the ones I've watched, and there's been some I've just skipped, but yeah, it was definitely the hardest, but I made myself sit through it because I knew I wanted to write something and yeah, yeah, I kept it on through the fourth quarter. I can't tell you honestly that I was paying a whole lot of attention. Yeah, yeah. My wife came into the living room and we were talking, and and things just, you know, I, I got kind of distracted and tried to take my mind off of it because we were trying to have a good day, and she doesn't like this whole attitude that I get after K State loses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure Nick asked, came in and did a great job, but I can't tell you anything he did. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It was it was tough, and then and so I don't know. Maybe we don't need to try to speculate on how much the defense was affected by the offense, but certainly you know they started well and then sort of declined. I think we saw you know JT and I talked last week about how Laddie Brown was probably going to be the best running back case they'd seen. I I think he did prove that 102 yards on 24 carries. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little scary because Chubaber is probably going to be better, but. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think of K-State's run defense? Um, You know, they have moments. They're really good, you know, inside the 20, inside their own 20. Feels like they do a better job, but uh, as K-State's defense normally is. But uh, it just, you know, I I don't know. I really like our front four sometimes, and then sometimes I really don't. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's hard to... And I feel like missing AJ yesterday... Not that that's really run defense, but I think it did have a lot of effect on the defense. Yeah, I think yeah. I think AJ not being there, not being able to cover the middle, I think that really did hurt a lot. Yeah, and I and hope that, he, I hope he's back next week. The linebackers seem to to struggle a little bit too. I mean, I I can remember at least two or three plays where like a linebacker was meeting the running back and needed to stop him from getting the extra one or two yards, and it seemed like they never could. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially in the KU game, I think some of the hits that, you know, Elijah Sullivan and others are able to deliver kind of has an effect on the offensive mentality and sort of, you know, takes them out a little bit. But they delivered some pretty big hits early on West Virginia and it just didn't seem to rattle them at all. They were very I mean, kudos to West Virginia. They are a good team. They're very they're better than their record and their defense is way better than their record. So, you know, I they don't have a defensive coordinator too. That was something I meant to finish meant to mention in right. my article. Yeah, we night. talked about that a lot in the podcast. Uh, yeah, that's that's I mean it's an unfortunate situation, but <laughs> yeah. especially for a former K State, I believe he was a K State grad. But uh, you know, that's impressive that they're able to do that without a coordinator. Yeah. So yeah, they, they were tough for sure. Their front seven was as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes yeah. you wonder how they lost to Texas Tech. I don't really yeah, understand. I don't. I didn't watch that game. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, was it in Lubbock? Because if so, that explains it. I think so. 
yeah yeah okay yeah maybe they just forgot to make yeah. the trip they were playing in quarter in i guess lubbock, I mean, that's probably back from lubbock is that, is that the longest trip that west virginia makes oh yeah by a long ways yeah 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 there's no not even close to being competition there i don't think yeah well so. it goes not i mean it goes kind of far but yeah, no, yeah, not, I think fine. it is further west. I think Lubbock is a little further west than Waco, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's a it's a really tough game, and and you know bless the Longhorns for getting a a nice win last night to keep us tied for <laughs> yeah. first. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep the the purple colored glasses on as much as I can and keep the you know the optimism that we'll have an opportunity next week is gonna be the make or break game i think yeah yeah it could be um i wonder and you you mentioned this in the slack yesterday that like you know west virginia has sort of become the 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 k-state to, to kansas state's texas in a way that's mm-hmm. what five straight wins now and i mean factually that that's hard to argue it's true uh i mean yeah. how much of it do you think is that just this the schemes that west virginia presents that, that matches up top to the Kansas State or I mean I was gonna and I said this all week to as many people as I could talk to uh, that you know something about this defense something about this defense but the whole coaching staff has changed you know over the course of this winning streak that they have and I mean the defensive scheme I don't think changed that much but it's hard to it's hard to say that it's scheming when the the whole coaching staff is different than it was at the beginning of the winning streak yeah so I don't I don't really know. And I, you know, it's probably just coincidental like it was with Texas for so many years with us. I don't, you know, when I look at it objectively, I can't honestly say that we had some kind of voodoo over Matt Brown. I think it was just coincidental, but this is tough. I mean, it, it, it sucks. I have my former boss is a West Virginia fan. So every year I'm like, come on, let's do this. When I started working at the Daily Union was the first year that K- that West Virginia beat K-State. And so as long as I've known him, they Thanks. we've never beat West Virginia in football. And I'm so – like he was texting me lyrics to Country uh, Road last night. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I no. hate this. I hate this so much. But, yeah. uh, but I just – you know, I have all the faith in the world that Chris Kleiman, if anyone, can, you know, take this team and turn them around and make them competitive next week and – and I hope they can win that one. That one I want really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think this was a, a good lesson, too, of how much the, the special team stuff can help. I mean, Malik Knowles had one big return, but otherwise there were no dynamic plays. I mean, you look back, obviously the KU game, special teams was critical. I'm not going to say K-State loses without it, but because it's KU. But uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, I don't think K-State wins that without the block punts. TCU and Texas Tech, there were some big plays. I don't know if they were game-changing plays, but, but they were important plays. And yeah, I mean, it just didn't happen this time. So uh, yeah, and you mentioned it in the Slack, and I think I think if Chris Kleiman had the opportunity, he would go back and do things differently. You know, we had him at what the four-yard line punting yeah. at one point, yeah. and didn't line up for the block. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, that really if he could go back me. And do that over. I, I understand situationally why he did it that way at that point, but I think, you know, looking back on hindsight, I think he would have done that differently. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that was even further than the four, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it, it might have been inside. Was that, like, okay, it was, it was at the three. So okay. Thinking, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a situation where it could have really 
you know, set the tone, I think, early on and, and given us an opportunity. Who knows if we would have gotten it, but mm-hmm. it would would have been nice to try. Yeah. 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 So makes you wonder. Yeah. Lots of lots of things we could sit here and say, hmm, I wonder what would have happened if this would have happened. But uh, you know, it's a it's a loss and it sucks, but we've been here before and yeah, you know, I don't think you know, I mean, still in first place in the Big Twelve and it's November well, by the time this comes out it'll be what, the third? No, second. Yeah, second. Yeah, probably yeah. 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 yeah so I mean, yeah. can't really complain about that. Yeah, I mean the other thing, you know, somebody mentioned I think K State was among the best in the nation that Turnover margin, and they didn't get mm-hmm. one yesterday. You know, they they came in with three more, with a, one more interception than West Virginia, and you know, West Virginia gets three, case they get zero. It's it's gonna be tough to to come back from that. Yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to Deggy. He really, you know, I, I want to keep wanting to call him Seth. Can't not remember his first name. <laughs> Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to him. He, you know, he was on point all game long, and yeah. they hit him hard there a couple times oh, early. He had that one. Um, Early on, K-State was lucky because he just needed a little flip to the guy for a touchdown from two yards out, and he somehow overthrew him. But yeah, after yeah. that, he was really good. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of our kryptonite. He's played really well in two games against us, and I'm a little worried about him going forward because it just, you know, as long as he's playing for him, I don't know. He just seems to have our number. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, was, uh, I, mean, I feel like it's kind of surprising because he's not a quarterback that can run at all. And yeah, think no. that would be the kind of quarterback K-State's defense would do better against, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defense is kind of built for that, to, you know, you know, when they don't have to spy, when they don't have to account for a quarterback's legs, you would think they would have a really good chance, but again, you know, with no AJ and, and all the other issues we've had in the defensive backfield, that was bound to come back and bite us this yeah. year. I mean, it was, it was kind of surprising that we've come this far with as many changes as Drew pointed out in his post earlier in the week as many changes as we've made in the defensive backfield this year it's kind of surprising that we were able to hold off this kind of an attack early but yeah uh, but yeah and man the next couple of games it's not gonna look yeah. any better so and i want i just feel like we, we'd be remiss not to at least mention this and i don't know it, it's really hard to, to speculate on how much of an effect it had but obviously there was some pretty terrible news within the program former player died by suicide i mean that's got to have some effect on the mindset you just kind of wonder if that maybe affected the focus at all yeah i mean you know obviously we can't speculate how much like you said but you know the circumstances of everything and the speculation around it you know we won't get into it but there's you know it's a it's a pretty bad situation and i just you know to find that out that even something like that could be potentially true about somebody that you it's certainly not going to benefit the team i'd say that yeah it's pretty pretty you know earth-shaking and i hope that you know they can get past that if that had any any kind of effect you know obviously you want to you know pay your specs and Right. And do that kind of thing, but but uh, let it, you know, don't let it affect you too much going forward. Mm-hmm. And to, to get but back, these to are you know eighteen to twenty two year old yeah. kids, and that's going to happen. So yeah, you know the other thing we, we always see it louder after a game like this, but there's always some rumblings about is Courtney Messingham really the guy we want as offensive coordinator, and you know games <laughs> make you wonder even more. I mean, I'm sure Chris Kleiman obviously had a role in developing the game plan too and the, deciding to pass and all that. But 
Yeah, I, I you know, know. I've very... always been a little skeptical just because, you know, every Iowa State fan you talk to says, oh, no, that guy, he's, he's mm-hmm. bad news. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And, and I was a always a staunch defender of Dana that when we're at up until the end, you know, because I, you know, I've never been in a game plan room for a football game, but I don't think all things fall on the shoulders of the offensive coordinator. There's obviously a lot of input, but you know, and plus, you know, there were times when, you know, in, in the demo area where he would call games that were perfect and it was Mm -hmm. just unbelievable how well he would do. And I think Courtney Messingham has had, you know, one or two of those too, but he also hasn't had, I hesitate to say that he's, he's going to be really, really bad because he hasn't had a super talented unit yet. So let's, you know, give him an opportunity to get more of his own guys in there and, but you know, yesterday was bad. It was it was really bad. And if if he you know had a lot of say in that game plan, then you know I'm not going to call for his job by any means. But I certainly think that there needs to be some adjustment in the game or the, you know play calling for maybe a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not going to get any easier. No, it's not. We don't get Baylor for three weeks. So yeah. Uh, next week is probably the you know if not the hardest the second hardest defense we'll face all year so yeah it's it's gonna be rough yeah yeah it's yeah i don't know yeah hopefully i can get the ball to do some more and um i don't know i just gotta figure out i guess what will's most comfortable doing i feel i feel like that that's kind of what you have to do with freshmen is that you can't expect them to do everything so just yeah. kind of find the things they're best at and play and i mean game, so you know, when I look at it, look back at it, that second drive where he was just dumping off those short ones to Sebastian Taylor and, you know, just kind of, you know, he completed the three passes he completed in the first half were to Sebastian Taylor on that second drive. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's impressive. Or that was a, a thing where I think they were trying to set him up with success and, and give him some confidence. And, and I think it worked because I think he, he was confident that he could unload a pass halfway down the field and that it would, you know, be complete. And to his credit, it almost was, you know, on both of those really bad interceptions, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the pick six wasn't really his fault. No, the pick six wasn't his fault. I don't, I mean, like John said in his post game, and I agree, I don't know that you could give him a hundred percent the blame on any of those picks, but it did happen and it sucks. Throw under coverage a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, but I think both of the first two were in double coverage, so that's yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's not. Did you see that pass? Not to get too off topic, but did you see that pass the BYU quarterback threw last night? Oh, I did man. not. I you should look that up. It was great. It looked okay. like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and Will is not that. So not yet. Yeah. So. But, you know, let's just hope he, you know, has a good head on his shoulders and can come back and do better next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like he does. I mean, he's a, you know, they talked about his Ivy League scholarships yesterday or whatever. Yeah. Or, I don't give out scholarships for athletics, but offers. Yeah, offers, yeah. So, and Minnesota. <laughs> Can't yeah. discount the Gophers, man. <laughs> Got an sure. offer from Minnesota. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we got to got to make everybody of the BOTC staff happy. Yeah. How's Minnesota football doing this year? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how about how about those Wolverines? 
Anyway. And you know, the other thing about the, the K State game is uh, it started so well with seeing the highlights of BC running it up on Glimson, and then the inevitable happened, I guess. But yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, K State just didn't have it in them to, to pull a Glimson yesterday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's you know it was it was a tough game. We were, you know, if you would have asked me yesterday before the game, I w- wouldn't have said this. But looking back on it, obviously we were due, you know, to we were gonna lose one like this. It just not necessarily like this, but we were gonna lose one, and uh, it was foolish to think we were gonna go undefeated for the rest yeah. of the year. But yeah, it, it's, it really sucks. And like I say, hopefully we can you know, win two out of the next four at least. And uh gotta keep still have a, Yeah. Still have a <laughs> solid chance at the at the championship game. While the Big Twelve Championship game is gonna be a mess this year. It really is <laughs> like I have a feeling after that Texas Oklahoma State game last night, we we're setting ourselves up for a joke of a year in the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well uh, there's a very real chance that a two loss in conference, Big Twelve team could be in the championship. Uh, a very good chance that a two-loss team wins the title regular season. Yeah, title. yeah. So it's it's rough. Yeah, rough, rough, rough. But yeah, we'll take what we can get. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about this game. So. Yeah, I'm surprised we were able to say that much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, we have more fun next week. So. Yep. Hopefully, I. Ooh, yep. I'm not gonna say anything. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Yep. So, yeah.